This is part two of Angels and Demons, this popular topic that we, if we are truly honest with ourselves, don't really know much about other than maybe what we see in movies or what we've learned through religion. My name is Jona Brindes. I'm a professional energy healer and trainer of other energy healers, helping people through their self-discovery journey and teaching them the fundamentals of energy awareness and consciousness work. And as such, I'm coming to you here on Sundays to talk about topics that are controversial or that require perhaps a little deeper insight, a deeper sort of examination of what is true, what is not. That's why I call it Truth Talk. And, and as a trainer, as a teacher, I combine various sciences, meta-science, if you will. I combine physical science with psychology, with folk and ancient wisdom, shamanism, religions, and spiritual sciences. And this is then what hopefully creates a bit of a roadmap here for all of us being shaken through this really strong awakening experience that many of us have, namely something like a science of consciousness and how to actually navigate through this. So angels and demons are things that we've all come across here either through our inner or outer experience. And in part one, we learn to discern a little more. First and foremost, we had to learn what it actually is, all right, that qualifies angels and demons and why there's so much talk about spiritual warfare, this battle between the forces of light and the forces of dark and what the dark if we want to stick with this view is actually after what this spiritual warfare this battle is actually about and the reason why this is taking two parts here to come to your own conclusion which is my objective here to help you differentiate to discern and come to your own insight, if you will, to show you what we are up against here in this time of confrontation with untruth. Because we need to know what it is that we are fighting against, or we need to know what others or dark forces, what the, these demons want from us. We need to be able to identify it, to call it by its name, so that we can break this demonic power over us and become aware of, and we've worked this out together in part one, what qualifies or what, the, what it really is that is our inner power, our inner medicine, namely our free will and our co-creation power, this divine spark, as some of you called this. Yes, and... This felt a bit like a lengthy process, and I want to warn you here, if you just want to get some woo-woo information, then you will not find this here, all right? We cannot really go by hearsay or say-sos or second-hand information. If we really want to discern this so that we can break this demonic power that obviously tries to dominate or control us and our collective we cannot really deny it, but we cannot really ignore it or just go sort of by a fantastical way or a pre-chewed, preconceived way, how like say movies, TV series, or even sometimes the religious context provides it for us. We need to really go into the self-discovery and know what these weapons in us are, what our inner powers are. And we've talked about the qualities of demonic forces in part one as well. We've talked about how important it is to 
call out the dark okay and today we're going to learn how we can do this with the more angelic forces and the purpose of angels in our life and how they can support us or how they do support us in finding truth and in um, becoming courageous enough to call truth out all right so we've learned quite a few things here um, also you know where this battle really takes place that there was an inner battle and an outer battle we've learned about the two dragons that we all have to fight right we've learned a few things about the myths of angels and demons and I want to pick up there one more time and and investigate with you really how we can better discern information that is coming in through the unseen because there is something about this realm this multi-dimensional realm that makes it so difficult for us why is this so difficult for us because there is no roadmap there is nothing no navigation help other than you know these movies or religion so if we want to come to our own conclusions here and understand what our own power is we really need to dive deeper into experiencing this ourselves. And I want to ask you guys here what it is that you associate with angels and demons. Last time I've asked if you've ever had experiences of these unseen forces. Today I would like to ask you if you've actually had encounters, be it with demons or demonic forces or angels angelic forces please feel free to share here I'm gonna read there's always a little delay I'm gonna read your answers and this way we can work this out together what does it feel like to be in the presence of an angelic being or force of light if you will and what does it feel like to be in the presence of a demonic entity or a dark force what are the instruments that they use all right and how do we perceive this we worked this out in regards to demons last time that this control this domination that is being imposed upon us that it works through restriction, through defamation, through untruth, through misinformation, alternate realities, propaganda, manipulation, censoring, polarization, lying and illusions. But most and foremost, the way we perceive this inside of ourselves is through fear on one hand and perhaps seduction or mesmerization on the other hand. And this can lead to a really deep confusion in us where we question ourselves where we question our powers where we get pulled into mental illness where our mental health suffers because we are unable to discern this it can also lead to something that i call spiritual laziness and that's something i want to go a little deeper into today it feels expansive to be in the presence of light this is probably the, the simplest but best way to describe this. What does it make us feel when we feel expansive as opposed to restricted? It empowers us, doesn't it? It makes us feel at peace. It makes us feel like we have the right to be here. It encourages us. It feels safe, yes, and warm and comforting. Very good. Now Heather is sharing, yes, on both encounters with angelic or demonic forces. Angelic is a loving experience and dark is kind of like a take over my soul experience. Yes, it feels very powerless, very hopeless. This is a very good description of our inner experience of these forces of light and forces of dark but how do we really know we 
we know that there is misinformation and illusion and mesmerization and seduction that demonic forces use. So how can we always be sure that what it actually is that we are experiencing is not just the illusion, say, of an angelic force? It's not just making us feel good because it gives us this sort of reconfirmation or maybe it's it, it gives us a feeling of specialness or a feeling of importance or it makes us feel good, you know, for a few minutes. Why is it not enough to go by, you know, sort of what we like and what we dislike? What makes us feel good and what makes us feel bad? This is the problem with the forces of light and dark because if we just go by what we like, well, which of these encounters then do we gravitate towards? We gravitate towards encounters or have a tendency to do that that make us feel good about ourselves. So it's not enough to just go by, you know, certain aspects of our inner feeling. We also need to pay attention to what it does to our energy. Where does our energy get pulled into? What are we actually focusing on? What we are, are we energizing as we are having this experience? Which then leads to us needing to become a little more aware of our energy and also the power of our energy. Yes, so there is a level of truth here, Heather, that you describe. When you already went through the self-discovery, you have a very clear and distinctive feeling where you can't deny that you're seeing the light and you can't deny when something is just sort of pushing your ego buttons. Yes, this is a level of inner discernment, Heather, that the majority of people don't have. And I'm not saying this to make you feel special, but I want to point out here that to come to this place of inner discernment where you have absolutely no confusion about what it is that you are experiencing, that this requires a very high level of self-awareness and truth training. The reason why most people are so confused, and this has to do with the spiritual laziness, is that we don't really know what this feels like. We don't really have an inner reference feeling for that. All we know is what we were told. And that's why this discussion that we had in, in part one was really important to become totally aware of what it actually is that the light and the dark empowers in us or what it tries to take away from us. What it is that we are actually plugged into that the demonic doesn't have. And we discussed aspects of light and love and and energy, and those were all correct. But we need to go a little deeper here, because this warm feeling, the safe feeling, doesn't always work in us. Truth doesn't always work in us. Why? Why does truth not always work? Why do we fall for things? How come that we get mesmerized? How come that we get sucked into toxic relationships or experiences that are negative or that are taking away our power. How come? What do you guys think is the reason for this? Yes, we have something like our ego that filters the information that comes in. Cindy, I agree with you. Yes, and that creates the tendency in us to avoid pain and to seek pleasure. And that's something, as you correctly noted, 
we always need to check into. Yes, so how can we do that, guys? How can we become more able to discern truth and pierce through these dark forces that work with misinformation and with illusions and our laziness, spiritual laziness. I want to answer this here, this question. What is spiritual laziness? The problem with us going just by our inner feeling, if it's not self-aware, is that we, and we can assume this for the majority of people, even though we have good intentions, we have a tendency to get stuck at things that feed our ego, that make us feel good. And so this growing spiritual awareness in our collective right now is a wonderful development. It shows us that we are, as humans, that we are evolving. But it, there's also a tendency to get pulled into this glorified or mesmerized or very dualistic, very simplistic way of looking at our own spirituality in this binary way, good or bad, dark or light, to see everything sort of in this, this way where we are just simply going by our own inner feeling cannot really teach us that. Because what if we are in a very low state? What if we are going through heartbreak? What if we are going through fear, through depression? The world looks pretty dark then, right? Everything begins to look dark. And what if we are in love, if we just celebrated successes and feel like we can buy the world and everything is wonderful, then, of course, everything appears much lighter. So how come we are not fully able to discern this? It's because we never take the time to do this. We have to learn this in the course of our life, just like how we have to mature in many other ways, in our cognitive ways, in our emotional intelligence and our social intelligence. We have to learn how to mature in our spiritual intelligence. So last time, the most important part that we learned there in part one was that it is our awareness of our inner power, of our co-creation power, and the execution of that power, namely free will, the sovereignty that we actually have that allows us to bring light into this confusion. Demons or demonic forces, guys, cannot get a foothold in us if we are not consciously or unconsciously agreeing to it. The problem only is that the dark forces mess with our will. And what do they use to mess with our will? Do you guys know? Cindy, you already answered this question. Yes, by distraction, for instance, Cheryl, that's correct. By us sort of going off in la-la land or going into the dark night of our soul. By all our little ego whims, the things that pull us into our likes and dislikes and our questioning ourselves and our trauma, our inner child stuff, and most and foremost, our darkness, our own inner darkness, our own shadow that we cannot love about ourselves that makes us feel we have no right to be here, that makes us question that there is this divine spark in us. It messes with our, with the lowest of our inner impulses, including our body, our fear of death, Aging, for instance, is one of those. The fear of getting old, the fear of no longer being pretty or no longer being skinny. Or the fear of never being loved by somebody, not being lovable. Or the fear of not making 
our living, not being able to sustain ourselves. Those are all things that mess with our ability to discern truths and ultimately our ability to discern the information that is coming in. Namely, whether it's information that is empowering us, that is helping us to expand, to grow, that is supporting us in that self-discovery journey, in that journey to embody our own soul self and execute our free will through discovering this higher consciousness, this divine spark in us and what we can do with this to wield it, as I called it last time. So how do we know the difference between angels and demons as far as the info coming in? This is something here that I would like to discuss with you. How can we know if the info that we are channeling, that we, ha we see in dreams or in our meditations, in our visions, a lot of people, you know, do vision quests nowadays. It's very, very fab to do that, using plant medicine, using astral traveling and so forth. How can we know that what we are encountering, what we're interacting with, what this info is that is coming in? Dark forces feed on our fear and our lack. Yes, that is a wonderful conclusion, Heather. Lack, of course, for many of us in regards to our physical existence, money, validation, but also lack of self-awareness, also lack of knowing what our power is, lack of consciousness. Yes. Info that comes in through the angelic realm. Let me give you a few qualities here. Is always inclusive. It never separates. It never says this is good and this is bad. It's always whole. It's holistic. It's always based on equality. It's always unifying. It's always based on freedom. On liberating something yourself or helping others. It's always leading to mending or healing something, nurturing, transcending things. That's where, why we feel this expansion in the presence of angels or the presence of light forces. It is symmetrical. It produces a sense or, or triggers a sense of beauty in us. It empowers us through feeling f more free to feeling more allowing. It helps us to reveal even our own inner darkness, if you will, without fear. It helps us to, to feed neutrality. It helps us to stay more present with ourselves and in such or through such, it also helps us to see the abundance in this world. Lack or scarcity, as you called it, Heather, is one of these illusions of demonic forces. Because if we look into nature, if we connect with nature, we see that there actually is no scarcity. It is just our inner separatism that makes us feel like, well, everything is abundant except for us. And that's one of these untruths that confuse us. We might be able to see the beauty in the world and the abundance and the healing and the power, but we feel like we have no access to it or we are not deserving. The presence of light forces, the presence of angels, empowers us to a point where we can actually learn how to self-clear, how to integrate how to self-heal. And I think and those of you who've had encounters with angelic forces will agree with me here on some level. 
it also produces a deep sense of inner peace. It saturates us in a way, and I think this is what you meant, Heather, earlier, that we have this total inner knowing, a total inner clarity. There is no doubt. It removes all doubt. It removes all fear. It's inner peace. So why is this so difficult for us to discern? Because many of us feel or find themselves in a place of constant inner struggle. Our sense for what is normal is so skewed that we would settle for just a moment of peace, for this escape, for this moment of waterfalls and unicorns. And this is where our, the addictive nature of our ego comes in. We try to get there whatever it takes. At the core of all substance addictions, guys, is a spiritual emptiness. Is the need to be connected to something. The, the need to, to connect to something greater, to the divine, if you will. Addictions are, in essence, we can see this in energy work, a spiritual disease. Yes, and you, you're absolutely right, Cindy. We usually only see things by the way we've been conditioned or programmed to see things, like, say, through religion. That's for most people, you know, sort of the discernment here of angels and demons, where that comes from, even if we didn't go to Sunday school or a church, I didn't. Um, we, we sort of osmotically ingest this here through our cultures. But when we start this journey of self-discovery, this spiritual journey of really experiencing this for ourselves, internalizing all of this, and yes, we might go through different stages of this and we feel attracted to certain things for a while. This is part of our journey. Then we will no longer be confused. And then we will understand that spiritual laziness is nothing but taking these preconceived, pre-chewed Program, pre programmed, conditioned ways without questioning them. And the problem on our journey is that there doesn't seem to be a roadmap, a clear roadmap of how we can get there. There doesn't seem to be a science, all right, that can help us to produce, you know, something that is duplicatable, where we can all come to our own conclusions internally, where we can internalize this. And this is basically the cusp here of our collective in this global awakening through confrontation with untruth. We're beginning to feel the, the need for such a compass, for such a roadmap. Because we are now clearly feeling the confrontation with these inner and outer dragons our inner dualism, the separatism, the limitations, the mentalism, and the, the spiritual cowardice. This is a word that comes from history, guys. You know, where we can feel truth, but where we don't have the courage to really embody it, to really stand for it. So let's talk about angels a little bit and the differences here. So in part one, we've learned about some of the myths, right? So there must be some kind of hierarchy because if angels are not omnipresent, if they're not omnipotent, such as what we associate with the divine, then they must be sort of lower in the ranking, if you will. 
And the same can be applied to demons. A very popular myth is that Satan is actually um, sort of on the same level as the divine. I want to question that. Now, religion gives you an answer here and says, well, Satan or demonic forces, they are fallen angels. So yes, they are below the divine, below God in the ranking, but they strive to take over. They strive to, to get back into this divine presence and hosting the divine. And I always found that an interesting thought. I'm not sure if it's okay to generalize demons as such, but I do find something in ourselves, this demonic force in ourselves, this inner darkness that we all have, that does remind me of feeling like being a fallen angel. Let me ask you guys, who of you has ever had that feeling about yourself? Something like, you know, you may have felt that you were once part of it in some realm or some life or some dimension, but that right now, here in this physical 3D world, you kind of feel separated and maybe your mind or these, these programs that you have in your mind have led you to believe that you are something like a fallen angel or a sinner as, as religions formulated is not worthy of hosting the presence of God. Yes. Thank you for sharing that, guys. Yes, the feeling of being casted out. Yes. Oh, yes. You guys can all relate to that. So isn't that a possibility that these, say, demonic forces play on that? Play on this feeling that we all have here as souls in a 3D body. That we got kicked out or that we are disconnected somehow to our true being, our soul self being here on 3D, and that that makes us vulnerable and weak, that it makes us become a sinner, no longer worthy of our own power, of our own soul self. Do you see something here? Do you see how easy it is to misguide the human mind into, yes, the doom feeling, Yes, uh, this, this apocalyptic sense that has accompanied humans through all history is part of that as well. Yes, it's so easy, guys. Yes, these whispers have not been good enough and, you know, not deserving. Yes, it's easy because we have this, this doubt in us, all right, symbolized through the the human ego, not so much just in a psychological sense, but all the things that come with this. And that's why some people demonize the ego and say, well, the ego is basically the demon or the dragon within. And I think that's okay to, in the beginning, to work with it that way. But just by seeing it in that dualistic way, it will not actually help us because if we start going against our own ego, guys, that actually clearly has a function, namely survival here in 3D, we cannot really get to inner peace. We are now engaging in an inner battle actively if we go against our own ego. Yes, and we cannot really escape through the waterfalls and the unicorns and glorifying sort of this la-la land, this dreamy land of, oh, everything is just angels and everything is going to be fine and we're going to be rescued and I don't have to do anything. No, that's part of your ego. I've differentiated the satanic and the 
Luciferian last time in this way. That's why I refer to two different dragons in us, namely one that, caught, that pulls us into our materialism and the, the ego's fear of death, and the other one that pulls us into this, I'm just a soul self, I'm not really off this 3D and I don't have to do anything here. Both are denying and ignoring the purpose of being here, namely to embody your soul self in 3D and to become aware of it. And why? Because we can. Because we have received free will as these potentially conscious spirit beings in 3D. The very thing that differentiates us from, like, say, the animal kingdom or the mineral and the plant kingdom. We are able to transcend 3D. We are able to transcend our fear of death due to our higher consciousness we have a choice but this cannot happen through just looking at it through the lens of good and bad dark and light this has to happen through us integrating something what do we need to integrate guys to no longer become this fodder for demons that do nothing but play on our own inner schism, our own inner dualism, namely our ego, that keeps feeding us already with enough doubt and fear that they just need to play into this. It's not that hard to convince a human to be fascinated or mesmerized or seduced by his or her own lower desires for power, for fame, for riches, greed, and so forth, these, these original sins. It's not that hard, guys. It's a lot harder to see through all this and to recognize that the purpose of being here is in the middle, is in integrating all of this in making peace within ourselves, in recognizing what this struggle is all about, this struggle of being in 3D. Yes, we have to work with our ego. Yes, we have to work with our inner darkness. We have to work with our pain, with our trauma. We have to work with these things and experience for ourselves that we can transcend it. And what do we discover as we do that? We rediscover, we recover these inner powers. The only problem is the free will. And that's why it's so difficult for us to discern. We are getting pulled into our fears. And also the fear of the demonic, guys, is part of that. Someone of you said this earlier. Fear and lack feeds the demonic in us. So what feeds the angelic in us? What feeds the angelic in us, guys? What is it that can strengthen this part in us that knows where it belongs, that knows that it, have a right to, that it has a right to be here, that knows what its power is? Choose and love. Thank you, Denise. Love. Appreciation. Appreciation and gratitude. Yes. Help us to overcome lack and scarcity. Love helps us to overcome fear. Gratitude. Yes. Conscious love. Internal and external. Yes. Empathy and compassion. And what do we need to feed this more in us? Instead of fighting against the demonic or the dark in us, instead of getting all wrapped up in our fear and scarcity, what can we do to feed this more in us? Yes. Connect with it. 
connection, inner connection. What does it take to connect more within? To go more into truth, to go more into appreciation, to become more aware of our power. We have to have the awareness of ourselves. We need self-awareness for this. We need to be present in the moment. We need to understand that the power of our consciousness is expressed in our self-consciousness, if you will, in our awakeness. This is what feeds the light and the love and the power of our own consciousness in us. And that's what works against our spiritual laziness, because our spiritual laziness just wants sort of an one fixes all or fights against the demonic by seeking more power over it, by trying to dominate over it. Do you see what the problem is with this? It's the duality within ourselves, seeing it just in this dualistic way. What if, you know, the divine is all there that exists and angels and demons are part of that? Truth and untruth, light and dark is part of that. As above, so below, within ourselves as well. What if we are sort of lesser angelic beings, just like demons? What if our journey here is just about becoming aware of the very thing that allows us to execute our own sovereignty, our authority over our awareness and our energy and our mind and our emotions and our body. What if free will is our power? Because if free will is our power, then that means I have to integrate rather than fight against. I have to learn to basically love all of it. To love all there is inside of me so that I can recognize the meaning and purpose of this 3D existence on the outside. Somebody said last time that, and forgive me if I paraphrase here, that we have to send love to demons, to the demonic, in order to transcend it. And I disagreed. And I still do. On a certain level of consciousness, that is not the right way of seeing it. Because there is a lack of understanding in all of us, maybe thinking that we have to, you know, sort of feed that which makes us feel separated. But on a higher level of understanding, there is truth to that. Because once we begin to see that all of it is part of the divine, and that it is our free will that can pierce through this, all right, then we can get to a place where we can honor the existence of the dark as well. We can see its purpose, how it helps us to discover ourselves and our free will through showing us what we are not. Just like how the confrontation with untruths can show us what is not true to us, can lead us to truth. What if this, the existence of angels and demons is merely part of this roadmap for us to recognize that we are standing right in the middle and that this spiritual warfare, this battle of light and dark takes place within us 
as our own dualism. This comes out of a sort of vigorous truth training, you know, to get to that awareness. And I know this rubs a lot of people the wrong way because the dualism in us wants to demonize the dark and wants to glorify the light. I call this sort of medieval or sort of an unsophisticated way, an esoteric way of looking at things. All right, because in there, we will not find our free will. We find something that has accompanied humans here in the past, namely, you know, sort of outer guidance that tells us what is right and what is wrong. But by looking at what is happening in the world today, this massive confrontation with untruths, with delusion, with fear, scarcity, dark forces, tells me that this is a wake-up call for all of us who are already feeling this inside of us to grow into our higher perception, into our more sophisticated understanding of all of this and our inner powers, to reclaim our inner power and embody this so that our whole entire collective can move into this higher level of existence. High vibe, quantum, whatever you want to call this. Those are not just concepts, guys. Those are real struggles, real battles that are going on. And you can see them in the esoteric. So anyone with higher perception and truth training, enough truth training to discern what you're seeing there in the astral realm, in the etheric realm, can confirm this. So this is part of our journey. It's part of our journey to discern this and to understand what the angelic and what the demonic is and to call it by its name, to call it out. Because denial and ignorance does not help us to break through that. That's where the laziness comes in, the spiritual laziness, the comfort zone that I constantly bring up here. I called it the ADHD version of reality last time. All right? This is where our sort of ego plays with us and sort of succumbs to the demonic, namely not really wanting to go into this inner stillness into this inner connection, into truth. We prefer our illusions of ego. And how does the, the angelic aspect of ourselves, the, the part in us that is connected with truth, with light, with love, how does that work for us? It works for us in our visions and our dreams. Sometimes also angels can do that, demons can't. They can assume human bodies in form of people in our lives. Or, we mentioned this in part one already, in form of the presence of guardian angels or spirit guides. Who of you has a really strong connection to, say, your guardian angel or your spirit guides? Who of you is really clear on that? Who can even name your own spirit guide? It's one of these things that come up with all these people who channel, who don't really know where this info comes from. They don't know how to verify the source of that information and this is a big danger right now that's why we see so much spiritual fanaticism and all this obsessing about you know aliens and Pleiadians and and all these things that have nothing to do with the forces of light the forces of dark that distract us into this 
sort of illusionary, dualistic way of looking at the world. We need to be able to discern where the information comes from, guys. And if you have a connection with your, what you might call guardian angel or spirit beings or, you know, perhaps archangels, higher ranking angels that communicate with you. And I know, yes, thank you for confirming that you guys do. Yes, and Cindy is bringing in a really, really cool aspect here. She says, yes, she does have this connection with this angelic, with an angelic spirit being or, or something that functions as a guardian or as a, as, a, as a mentor, spiritual mentor in form of her true self. I like that. That is what I teach people to use as the intermediary between their own ego self and their soul self to begin to really connect with something that is verifiable for you as your own inner spirit self, this unchanging part of you, your own essence. It is the mediator between this world and the soul world. And learning how to interact, how to communicate and commune with your true self helps you to discern all these other spirit beings on the way. You begin to see that some of these spirit guides are maybe just sort of dark forces in disguise to make you feel good about yourself or that pull you into your own specialness or into your fear or scarcity for that matter. You also begin to see that some of these spirit beings or these guides that they couldn't that they accompany you just for a certain time and that they can change and if you go even deeper you begin to see that there are spirit guides there that most people would probably call guardian angels that have something to do with yourself or maybe versions of yourself maybe past incarnations or and this is then what you can learn in in the aesthetic through this higher perception parts of yourself in other dimensional realms and sometimes yes we have spirit guides such as you know people that we love or deceased people who we have a tie with whom we allow to give us information but we got to be very very careful here Right. This is something that we need to train. We need to do this vigorous truth training with our perceptionary forces, with our inner vision as well. Otherwise, it's too easy to fall for these disguises that the dark forces use. But there are these spirit beings, these spirit guides. They are real for us and we have to learn how to identify them Ask them how to call them, call them by their names, all right, three times if you're not sure, if they can hold their form. They're usually true. If they shift or morph or if they suddenly reveal their true face, you know that you really weren't dealing with an angel being. These are things that I teach in etheric protection and energetic visioning. Just on a side note, but the main thing is here to understand that whether you see these angel beings as, or these light forces as your guardian angels, your true self, or, you know, spirit beings, also animal spirits, plant spirits, and so forth, they do belong into this, all right? But if you do, I want to let you know here that we are coming to close of this truth talk. That it is the act of communication, the act of communing, the act of presence and awareness of them. And the appreciation towards them that strengthens this light, this angelic being in you. It is what strengthens the spirit world. It is what strengthens your own spiritual soul self in you. So this is why the spiritual development or the spiritual component cannot be left out in our 
development. But there has to be a roadmap that can help us to do this in a systematic way, in a reproducible way. You see this here on your screen? This can be taught, this can be learned without, you know, bringing in information that you cannot verify, that you cannot internalize yourself without your inner experience, your inner verified experience, the experience, as I call this, where you can feel the direct connection to divine Wi-Fi, as I call it. And that then allows you to clearly define what is dark and what is light and what needs to be done and where this takes place. It takes place within yourself and it takes place through the execution of your free will, your sovereign soul self-awareness. And this is the purpose for all of us here on this planet and some of us have done this work in previous lifetimes, perhaps we come to this world with this really deep understanding without having to study anything. And some of us come here with the purpose of helping others. Some of us actually are part of what others experience as spirit guides or guardian angels in this human form. And some of us can feel the presence of true angelic calling in them. And I want to close here with letting you know that the age that we are in is the realm of Archangel Michael. Archangel Michael stands for the Sacred Heart and the power that comes through the Sacred Heart and that is truth, the sort of truth that can liberate your heart from the grip, from the control and the domination of the demonic within yourself. So it is okay, you know, to, to educate yourself, to look into the angelic realm, guys, but it has to happen with more discernment. You can't just go by, you know, this um, transfigured, uh, you know, Victorian way of fairy worlds and waterfalls and unicorns. That's not very sophisticated. And that pulls you into, you know, another aspect of your inner darkness, which is the Luciferian, your passivity, the laziness, where you just go sort of in this la-la land of spirituality. And you can't deny it and pretend you have no spirit. You have no soul either. Then it pulls you into your fear and your scarcity. And this materialistic way of reducing yourself to, to being a machine or a robot. And this is right now the battle that is going on, guys. This is what we are experiencing here in the collective. Media, politics, news, movies, social media, human interaction. Spiritual warfare is taking place on that level here right now, pulling us either into that satanic or luciferian passivity and spiritual la-la land or materialism, the fear of death, the fear of scarcity. Thank you so much, guys, for being part of this audience. If you want um, to participate live here, follow the Transcult Facebook page. Um, Subscribe to the YouTube channel, or if it's not anonymous enough for you, subscribe to my email list where you get notifications, where you get the transcripts and a lot of articles talking about this. Go to my website, transcodes.com, or become part of our Sacred Self Healing community. We have daily meditations and talk groups where we talk about these inner experiences, discussion groups, and so forth. Share this with others. Initiate the discussion about these controversies. Don't be afraid of this confrontation with uncomfortable truths. I love you guys. Thank you.
See you next week. Bye-bye.